Dudes to Dads is a podcast to help men understand and navigate the transition of being a single dude into a family man. How do we make sense of it all? Well, we probably won't be able to, but let's go ahead and have some fun trying. And we are back. We are back. I'm Jason Kreidman. I'm Alan Bush. And this is Dudes to Dads. Alan, another week. How are you? Awesome. <laughs> with, with authority. With authority. I am fantastic. That's No, that's good. So episode, much so. Episode 133. Are you ready for 133? Yeah. It's getting crazy, man. So two episodes back. Uh-huh. I had mentioned the idea. I love when I like think of an idea and that it actually comes to fruition. <laughs> right. um, I had thought of the topic of talking about anger yeah. with dads. And so this uh, episode is called Anger Management for Dads. Mm-hmm. Tips to Control Your Temper. Okay, great. Um, I and, and the reason for this is because I think it's a common thing that you know dads have a tendency to maybe have a little bit more temper issue than moms not all the time no and or could be equally so or you know but But i think we we all deal with the emotion we have you know different levels of temper different levels of anger um but it's real you know and we all get angry i I think it's a dad as a dad though it's important to learn how to control the anger especially because the kids are watching right you know and they're watching how we react they're watching how we deal with things and I don't think that most of us want to be angry. It's not like you know you want to be in that state. Um, we just sometimes can't help it. Yep. The reality is that being angry is a choice. Right. You know, we choose. Now, it might not be something that we can easily avoid. Yeah. We don't and know how. It's sometimes innate and instinctual to have an emotional reaction, and some Correct. people react differently. Anger is one of those, usually those different reactions than someone who gets sad or upset or distraught. Yeah, I think the context we were talking about before was that when you don't have the tools mm-hmm. to deal with the child in a different way, yeah. Anger's a really easy one to revert to. Yeah, everything becomes a nail if you all you have is a hammer. <laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah, you just it's easy to yell. It's easy to, you know, it's easy to get upset and angry um, instead of actually f- knowing and feeling confident about how you could deal with a situation. Right. Saying, oh, well, I, I recognize that. Here's how I will deal with it. Sure. You know, instead of just, ah, you know, like <laughs> not go to your room, you know, yeah, like right. really not knowing how to what to do. So. You know, rewiring our brain is certainly the best way, Mm -hmm. you know, of rewiring how we deal with stuff and how we think about things. But it's not really realistic in a short term. You know, it it takes practice. It takes it takes a lot of work. Um, So I wanted to start out first by discussing a couple different types of anger because they're actually, you know, there's different types of anger. And then um, go over, you know, a a couple scenarios on how we might, you know, be able to control it. Mm. So here's some common ones. So the first one is passive anger. Um, This is usually displayed in maybe a not so obvious way. You know, I think some people might use the term passive aggressive or, you know, something like that, where you might be use a joke. You might avoid the situation. But basically... You're just doing it 
without being very obvious. Yeah. You know, that's, that's passive anger. Um, another one is overwhelmed anger. Uh, this is used sometimes to relieve stress or pain. Mm -hmm. So we get angry, but it's basically probably the most common of what we think about is just being, you know, getting angry over the demands of life. Yeah. You know, it's just whatever that situational thing is, we're just overwhelmed and we get angry. Mm -hmm. That's common. And especially for dads, the dads and the working dads the <laughs> yeah, ones, that, yeah. that have children and you come home and you might find yourself in a situation and you just, um, you know, don't handle it correctly. Right. Um, another one is volatile anger. And I think I, I could see this one happening maybe more with spouses. Mm -hmm. Maybe, I mean, maybe it happens with kids too, but this is something that it builds and then erupts like a volcano. <laughs> right. Um, all volcanoes are angry. It can be expressed either physically or verbally, but it's, it's volatile. You know, it's, it's, um, it's not constant. It comes mm -hmm. and goes. Mm -hmm. Another one, self-inflicted anger. So this is anger that's actually directed at yourself. So you're mm -hmm. angry with yourself. That's a unique type of anger. Um, and that often can be from maybe from guilt or shame, you know, and you're really just upset with yourself for whatever reason. Mm -hmm. um, that, so that can happen. Another one, judgmental anger. Mm -hmm. And that's directed at other people. And, you know, you're angry. Your anger can come out as maybe being critical of them or belittling them. Mm -hmm. um, you know, and this could be with, as an example, how other people parent. Right. You've probably heard me get angry. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know, um, but it's it's being judgmental of others and, and getting angry as a result of it. Right. And then another one um, is a big one is is chronic anger. And, and this is more prolonged. I mean, this is something that can actually affect somebody's mental health. Mm -hmm. You know, and this that's just anger that lasts for a long time. And, you right. know, in most instances, anger is a more of an outburst. Yeah, it's an outburst. It's fairly short. But if something lasts for a long time, yeah, it's like, a real like seething. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, simmering anger all the time. Who knows? Yeah. You know, if you find yourself getting angry with your child or with their spouse or whatever, or even yourself, here's a couple ways to deal with it. And these are a couple things that I actually do employ myself mm -hmm. that seem to work well. So the first one, count to 10. So it's take a breath and just simply count. Allow yourself to take a break. Now, the key with this is knowing yourself and being able to recognize it. And a lot of actually this with most of these is to recognize it before you explode, before right. the anger hits the, the peak if you will, and comes out, <laughs> you kind of know that it's happening and you kind of need that reset and you just kind of back off <clears throat> with kids. Sometimes it can be maybe putting your hand over your heart mm -hmm. and knowing like, okay, I'm going to make a decision based on my heart right now <laughs> instead of my head. Right. You know? Um, and so sometimes that can work where you just actually put your hand on your heart mm -hmm. and like, okay, I just need to calm down for a second. Mm -hmm. Um, so that works taking a breath and just and counting and 10 seconds is usually plenty of time. Right. For everybody to leave. <laughs> so for everybody to get Mom, out of the house. Dad's counting the 10 Dad's again. Counting. Get everybody out of the room. <laughs> leave the house. Yeah. <laughs> Number two, take a time out. And so this is actually physically 
walking away from the situation. Yeah. I had to learn that one as I got older, not just with kids, but with people that would just super aggravating people, mm-hmm. people, maybe it's one I used to date or whatever. Um, because there's some people that just like to push your buttons mm-hmm. and if they're pushing them and they're not thinking clearly, they're not going to be rational. And kids you, are amazing button pushers. Exactly. So <laughs> I had to learn to go, you know what? Um, I'm going to go over here and remove yourself remove from the, myself from the yep. situation. For sure. And that's, you know, timeouts are not just for kids. Exactly. You know, sometimes we need them too. Right. Um, I wonder if somebody else can give you the timeout. (laughs) You need a timeout. Oh, do I? Yeah. (laughs) Um, Number three, and I think this can happen maybe um, not in the heat of the moment, but practice meditation Mm -hmm. or breathing exercises, you know, and that's something I think in general can help you calm yourself and, and understand the process of calming mm-hmm. so that I think you, your body and your uh, probably your emotional state can recognize it so that you can like go back to it. Yeah. You know, and, and kind of know, Oh, that's, that's the state that I want to be in. Yeah. You know, rather than uh, being in a state yeah. of chaos. Right. Same thing with number four, exercise. You know, this now that can happen where I, I've known, you know, people that they get really upset and then they go for a run. Mm-hmm. You know, so that that can that can work. That can release some of the tension, sure. release some of the stress, and then release some good some good hormones. Yeah. Um, so it, you know, I guess that could be in the heat of the moment where you just you just need to go do that. You know, mm-hmm. and exercise. Um, you know, for me, I work out so early in the morning that hopefully I'm not mad before I go work out because nothing, <laughs> nothing has happened yet. Right. If you woke up and got angry, then it's unless <laughs> I'm pissed off from the day before. <laughs> yeah, right. yeah, exactly. What problem. happened yesterday? <laughs> yeah. What happened yesterday? I can be angry and have a good, good workout. <laughs> so yeah. Um, number five. It, you know, this is sort of abstract a little bit, but understand why you are mad. So. In dealing with anger, one of the things is to understand why you're mad. And we often get mad at our kids or anybody when we're actually frustrated or mad at something else. Mm-hmm. So it's, you know, it's not exactly what it appears to be. Right. So you, you want to identify what you're mad at and then figure out, you know, can you actually change it? Mm-hmm. Do you actually have control over it? Because then you have the decision. It's like, well, if I can't control it. Do I need to be mad about it? Mm. And what value does that bring to me? Right. Um, I was listening to uh, this, this, I call it a meditation, but it was this guy. uh, And he was talking just about that. It's like, you know, when we're in our household, oftentimes we get mad because it works, you know, (laughs) like why would we walk around happy all the time? Because nobody's (laughs) going to give us any attention and nobody's going to give us anything. But we know that if we get really mad, then we get the attention and we make a difference. And whatever activity we want to happen usually happens at that moment. (laughs) Oh, he's mad. Oh, let me give him attention. So it's just kind of interesting. It's like, you know, uh, it doesn't work if you're happy often, you know, so (laughs) that we've, we've learned that. Um, So that's, that's, that's an interesting, one and then the <laughs> number six self-acceptance or the acceptance of others mm-hmm. so you have to understand that you know especially if you know this this one where um the self-inflicted anger that that you're okay mm-hmm. you know that you are okay on who you are and how you are and then so are other people mm-hmm. and you have to I mean, here's the thing. It takes practice to do that. This is not something, oh, yeah, I'm good. You know, you you have to believe in yourself. You have to understand that you are okay. Um, and then ask yourself, 
is being mad really the state that I want to be in? Yeah. You know what? I will say that that is what changed me around because I did have anger issues, I think, mm-hmm. because I, I you know, I'm brought up a certain way and I'm not saying that I reflect what I was given, but I think I didn't know how to deal with my own problems. And a lot of times I kind of raised myself after 18 years old, I was pretty much on my own to deal with everything. And so it, for me, I would become volatile, not unwarranted, but if something was unusual, I wasn't getting what I greatly affect you. Yeah. yeah, Things would impact me and I'd get really mad. And like, I remember punching holes in walls and stuff like that, that that type of anger. And I wouldn't hurt anybody, but I'd hurt myself. Not, because I was mad at myself, but just because I didn't know how else to express it. Yep. And I'm like, what am I doing? Hey, what do you and, think you learned? Well, like, how did you learn? Uh, just taking a step back and going, is anger the best way to deal with this, really? Like, really evaluating. Like, what do you get out of it? Yeah. Like, like yeah. what am I really doing here? Am I, do I need to relieve stress? Can I do that in a better, a better way that's not destroying the wall? <laughs> and uh, Or. Kept having to not get my security deposit back. <laughs> exactly. I don't know why. Yeah. Um, you know, or breaking things. Or, or you know, it, <laughs> also, it's impacting the people around me, yeah. and I don't want to do that. And granted, I never did ang- hit anybody out of anger, but I never want to get to that stage to where they're worried about that. Right. And so I have to learn, like, you know what? Even if they're the cause of it, I got to take a step back and go, how can I deal with this a lot better? And, and um, it was that question that kind of led me to kind of thinking a different way and how to, to channel it better. And then I, was, I, I still still try to deal with it but the meditations the exercise the um self-awareness that's the huge part of why i stopped doing it i I would say the biggest one for me was self-awareness and going you know what i know exactly why i feel a certain way and why i stopped to go i turned it around i said i can't i can't go down this path because i'm too self-aware where if i do it i haven't done anything about it. well it's interesting because when you when you allow somebody else to quote make you mad Mm -hmm. You give them the power. Yep. And it's the opposite of what it is that you're trying to achieve. Exactly. So if when, you know, you, if you can, if you want to keep the power, I should say, if Mm -hmm. you know, and that's the whole point of it. It's like, whether it's ego or whatever, but the whole point is you want to keep your own power and your own control by getting angry, you give that up. Yeah. Yeah. And get, yeah, and going into anger or being super upset and hyper emotional, which I do consider anger being a mm-hmm. hyper emotion. Um, yeah. I was talking to one of my colleagues who, you know, I'm director at this company and, and she said this, I don't know what, how you do this, but you have this weird Zen state about it. And like, and she's even, you know, admitted, she's like, I can't, I don't know how to do that because some people are not qualified to lead. And, and you know, certain people that she knows, uh, leaders at other companies or whatever it is, um, tend to just get upset. Right. And, and, you know, and somewhat volatile about things. And it causes tension where I'm going, why, what's going on here? Let's try to figure it out. Right. And um, things just roll off me a lot easier, even if it's coming from above. And I'm like, uh huh. Well, it's interesting too. I mean, not to get too deep into it, but I wonder too, because of your upbringing um, or in people's upbringings, let's say in general, is that if they had a little bit more difficult upbringing, Mm. Are they better equipped yeah. to handle that? Tempered stress? in the fires, so to speak. Yeah. You know, and I, I, I mean, speak for myself like, oh, I had a wonderful upbringing and I had a, you know, didn't have a lot of trauma and that kind of stuff. I may not deal with negativity as well. Right. 
You know, um, I, I don't know how to process it. I haven't dealt with a lot of adversity. I haven't, right. you know, those kind. I wonder how that comes yeah, into play. No, I, I, I agree. I think that, um, that you like kind of, <laughs> I was joking about it, but you do get tempered in the fires, so to speak, because, um, you know, my family on either side was never shy about emotions, good or bad. Mm-hmm. So it's like, I just knew that I knew how to deal. I knew that I was an emotional kind of being, and I'm also hypersensitive to other people's emotions, empathic even, but um, I didn't know how to control my own. And that was the difference. I had to kind of relearn like, oh, wait a minute. I don't have to always just react. Right. I can also channel it a certain way and understand that like, you know, I understand that the things I didn't like about the way certain people reacted right. um, and go, okay, I can take the good parts of this stuff and the rest of it I don't have to do. <laughs> I don't have to necessarily do everything I learned. You yeah. know, like some of it's is, is negative influence that can be turned positive. That's cool. Yeah. That's good. Yeah. And then the last one, um, you know, if, if these these items don't work and you find yourself still getting angry and getting frustrated and you're really not understanding how to deal with it, you know, and especially if it has to do with your children, mm. you know, I mean, granted, anger in general is not good for you. Um, it's certainly an emotion that we should give ourselves permission to have, but then how do we cope with it and how do we deal with it pretty quickly? Mm-hmm. You know, get, get out of it um, is seek professional help. You know, this yeah. is, you know, we're, we're, we don't, although we think we have the answers to everything, um, we don't. <laughs> yeah. And so if you are having difficulty, it, it, you really do want to look at it and say, you know what, maybe I just sh- should talk to somebody and, and counseling um, does help. It does wonder for certain people that, I mean, when they can't, when they don't know how to really kind of channel the things that you're talking about, talking to getting a different perspective that's outside of you mm-hmm. really helps. I know some people like they you know, maybe you kind of really reluctant. I'm somewhat reluctant to talk to counselor. And I was a psych major. Well, this but, is my this is a lot of my therapy. Catharsis, <laughs> yeah. catharsis is talking to you on the right. podcast, so I get this from us talking. But like, not everyone has a podcast outlet and yeah. a partner that understands these things about you know in your in your whatever you're doing. But um, it, it sometimes even to, to talk to somebody that's not um, you know a friend or a family yeah. member, you feel you, safe talking. You feel safe. You're outside of, it and it's a different perspective. It's like someone looking and going, "Okay, well, this is maybe what you think you should do or how you should." Think. Yeah, and it's all about the tools because the reality is is that we can't avoid the stuff often that's happening right you know our jobs our lives i mean all these things that are happening our financial situation i mean there's just there's a lot of stuff that happens in life and you know how you manifest it and deal with it has a huge effect on you, you know, and these are things that I am learning constantly all the time about how to better deal with the things that I'm dealing with. Right. You know, uh, at, at all different aspects of our lives. And and so you have that ability to have it affect you greatly or not, you yeah. know? And so, but until you have some tools, you know, to do that, it's just, it, it might just affect you too much. And yeah. so you've got to do that. And so if seeking professional help is, is, is one way to do it, exercise, meditation, take timeouts, do breathing exercises. I mean, all of it 
can be helpful. Yeah. You know, um, you just got to try it and see, see what works for you. So right. Yeah, if you, uh, have any feedback, anybody out there has any feedback, um, what should they do? Alan email us podcast at dudes or you can get in touch with us on our many social media profiles, Twitter at dudes to dads, Facebook dudes to dads com. YouTube has two channels now dudes to dads and dad university. Uh, please check them both out. Uh, Jason has a lot of great stuff on the dad university. Mm-hmm iTunes and Stitcher, yep. both really important for the podcasting reviews. audience. Leave reviews, subscribe, leave whatever you want us. Just put hashtag dads are awesome. Whatever we you keep want asking do. for all this stuff, but it is so important. You We're know, asking, like, yeah. Um, I mean, every, it's not every, ego stroking. It helps out perpetuate the show. No, every podcast we mention it is because it is really important as a listener to help support the show. Yeah. And the way that that's done is by the subscriptions and by doing that. And that Absolutely. really helps get us out there and yeah. be able to continue doing this for so. sure we want to share it with as many people as possible There's a lot of great information being shared amongst us just individually but otherwise it's just two dudes talking or, two, or a dad and a dude talking uh, but also we want other people to understand what's going on so we have a lot of listeners now we want to keep that going tell your friends and tell them to share, as well. share 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 the show show the love <laughs> right on <laughs> so with that alan thank you as always thank you and uh we will see you next week see you next week